Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. It's officially that time of year, folks. Time for us to run back one of our favorite segments here on the Cracked Interviews Podcast. We have officially reached the NCAA Sweet 16. As such, we are officially ready to unveil our Cracked Racket Sweet 16 press row, where I will attempt to speak with one representative from every remaining Division I team still alive in that NCAA team event. Now, in the past, we've tried to speak with head coaches exclusively. I wanted to mix things up. We've been so fortunate to speak with so many of these head coaches, not just in the past, but in this 2023 season in particular, that, again, I wanted to hear a different perspective on where each of these teams currently sit entering this Sweet 16 weekend. As such, yes, you'll hear from from some head coaches, but you'll also hear from some assistant coaches. You'll hear from some players over the next few days on this podcast. As again, I try to prepare all of us college tennis fans for the start of the NCAA Sweet 16. Before we get to today's episode, have to give a massive shout out to the support we get from our friends at Turna, who not only support this podcast, they support each and every week's episode of The Deciding Point and support tennis players everywhere by providing, simply put, the best grip available on the market. There's a reason all of us as tennis fans can identify a Turner grip on someone's racket. That iconic trademarked blue color, it glistens on each and every tennis court. It's utilized, of course. It's also the best in the business, the most durable. It gets tackier as you sweat. And now they've got the latest iteration of their Turner grip as well as Turner has unveiled. Turner tough. It's just a better version of that Turner grip all of us has come to love. You can, of course, find Turner Grips wherever you shop for your tennis supplies. And look, the next time you got to change your grip, know that Turner not only provides the best in the business, they support our podcasts here as well. So the least we can ask you to do is support them also. A massive shout out to our friends at Turner. Be sure to check out the latest iteration, the Turner Tough Grip today. With that said, let's get to it. Here is an episode from our 2023 NCAA Sweet 16 Press row. The man that sees driving. The amazing Mr. Please, please, please himself. Joining us on the podcast for the first time today is a man who you all will know best as the assistant coach of the Texas women's tennis team, a team that advanced to another Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament, this time via 4-0 wins over Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, and San Diego. Welcome onto our show, Coach Justin Butch. Coach, it feels weird to call you that, but how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, that intro made me a... Uh blush a little bit, man. (laughs) Well, I bet I'm doing my job. I'm glad to hear it. And, you know, obviously for you, it's your first year in the full-time assistant role. Let's just start there. What has that, you know, what did that elevation mean to you to receive, you know, for Howard to say, yes, I I want you to stay with this program. I'm going to take you from volunteer to assistant. And what has this year been like for you? I mean, it means a lot to me. I I feel pretty fortunate. Uh, you know, last year being able to work with Howard and Taylor, to me, it doesn't really get better than that. Uh, I, I came in here as a volunteer last year and tried to 
I knew that what I was doing uh, wasn't something I wanted to do long term. So I wanted to like throw myself at it and uh, be there with the team as much as I can and learn from them as much as I can. And I, I, I was pretty fortunate with uh, Taylor getting the head coach at LSU. Uh, Howard seemed to like me, thought I did a good job and hired me. Yeah, but the, the, it's been a big learning curve from obviously volunteer to being an assistant. You have a lot more responsibility uh, with a variety of things. But yeah, it's been great so far. What's been the most daunting? I don't want to say challenge because it's not fair to call it a challenge because it's so early. But what's the one thing you have to do as the full-time assistant that just takes up way more of your time than you were anticipating? Listen, I always tell people the worst part about the job is like, have you ever had to order Starbucks for like 12 people. <laughs> like you go to a Starbucks at seven in the morning when it's packed and you have to, you have to order 13 breakfast sandwiches and they look at you like you're crazy. That's, that's the worst part about my job for sure. I love to hear that. Who's got the most complicated Starbucks order? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Who is see. it on the um, team? The thing is the, some of these girls, they're picky, man. I love them to death, but they're picky. They know no sour cream, no greens. This one wants that. That one wants that. So I, none of them are simple. I like that the Chipotle order leaks in as well. That's that's the straight sour cream reference. As a tennis player, I know I know yeah. it when I hear it. I'm sure you have the Panera orders down as well. But yeah, you know, all of that in mind, obviously, your team's playing some really good tennis right now. You guys capture another Big 12 tournament championship. Again, the 4-0 victories uh, to kick off your NCAA tournament. Talk about what you saw from your team this past weekend. Um, I, I think we've just been coming together as a team more. You know, we always we, we have a good group of individuals to start the year, but I felt like at the beginning of the year, that's exactly what we were. We were a good, uh, a group of really good individuals, but we weren't really a team, uh, especially at indoors and at the start of the year. As the years progressed, we, you know, we have a lot of kids from a lot, lot of different places, new faces, transfers, freshmen, and it, it, it's just a big learning curve for them. We have freshmen from Germany, from Israel, and they're and they're showing up to austin texas like what the hell is going on you know so it, it took them a while to uh find their groove but yeah that's been the biggest thing i really feel like we're coming together as a, as a unit mm -hmm. and you know again you played college tennis for our listeners that don't know at lsu you're a heck of a doubles player there you and jordan daigle fantastic mm -hmm. season you know that's right my because you were a class of 2017 right correct yeah so am I, by the way. That's why this is, you know, it was, yeah, it was, yeah. All, yeah, it was always going to work. That's why well we're gelling. Yeah, exactly. Shout out. I always say it's funny because, like, I know class of 2017 in college is the big reference point now. But for me, it's always about who are the guys in my tennis recruiting class that are now right. having success? Because I'm like, that just proves our class is the generation. But, you know, again, you know how important that doubles point is. Now, you guys have had some injuries, and obviously with Marley uh, not available for this postseason run, you've had to make some adjustments. That said, how do you feel about your doubles pairings? How do you feel about that point at this point of the year? I think we've improved that as the year has went. It, it still might not be our strongest point right now, I would say. I would say our singles is probably the strongest part of our team, but we are working on doubles a lot. We're, we're working on doubles a lot, doing different drills, and, and the girls uh, are definitely playing better. You know, Sabina and uh, 
Charlotte had a lot of success to start the year. They had a little run at that WTA tournament that got them feeling good about themselves. So they've been doing really well. Uh, Taya and Rifkin have have won a lot for us. They don't play the most traditional doubles. They're pretty unconventional. They're tricky and, and they lob and they play down the line rallies. And they've been doing well. And then Malaika, who hasn't uh, played doubles for us the last couple of years, has been slotted in there. And she's been doing great with Kieran as well. So I'm feeling pretty good about our doubles, to be honest. How do you guys differentiate between the Nicoles? Is it Nicole 1 and Nicole 2? Like, what do you guys do? We call them by their last names. So it's <laughs> it's it's Rivkin and Kieran. So okay. Nicole's out. Okay. I have. Do I have permission to do that as well? Just drop the Nicole? Go with the you last do. name? Yeah, okay. let's go per- with the last names. They All like right. it. Yeah, that's easy yeah. for me. I've been going Nicole 1 and Nicole 5 just by yeah, position. Yeah, it's yeah. just, yeah, you know, again, it's a little easier that way. But we'll go straight last names. And, you know, obviously this Texas program has had some outstanding freshmen. You look back to last year with St. Lova, the Rootskis, et cetera. And, you know, the year before that, Peyton, Charlotte, and, you know, Malika and, uh, and Kylie. These two freshmen, obviously every freshman's path is going to be a little bit different. Talk to me about what these two have been able to accomplish this season for our listeners that don't know. Uh, Nicole Kieran, 15 and 5. Nicole Rivkin, also 15 and 5. What's allowed them to have that success? I think just showing up every day. Like I said, at, at, at the beginning of the year, it was hard for them. Nicole Kieran came in with... Uh, not knowing v- very much English. She was struggling with that away from home. Uh, but she's put the work in every day, getting used to it, uh, being with her teammates, going to class, just getting used to college. You know, it's such a big uh, transition, even for the Americans, even for me, when I showed up to LSU, like I, I, I had no idea what was going on. So just being around the college scene, I think, has put them in a position to succeed. And that's exactly what they've done for us. They've they've won a lot. You mentioned your own experience there. How because your experience is still pretty fresh, right? It's, you know, you graduated 17. How helpful is it for you to be able to relate to your experiences? How much are you leaning upon those early in your coaching career? I'm leaning on them pretty heavily. Listen, I'm a first year head coach, so I don't want to sound like Yoda per se. Like (laughs) I don't know everything, but yeah, I feel like I can relate to the girls pretty well. That's been my favorite part about the job. Just like getting to know them and 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 fostering a relationship where I feel like they trust me and I trust them and we have each other's back. And uh, it definitely helps with like the coaching, of course, you know, you, you, the kids show up and it's like, Hey, I'm Justin, I'm your assistant coach. Well, it's not that simple. You know, you, you got to spend time with them. You, you got to see what makes them tick, uh, what they need to succeed, what's holding them back. It, it takes time to figure these things out. Yeah. I'm curious in that acclimation process, how's Taya been this year? Because obviously for her, you know, she's someone who freshman season, it's her versus Lulu Sun in that 4-3 match against Texas and Pepperdine. Now she is a Longhorn. What's that yeah. year? You know, she's playing such good tennis right now. What seems to have clicked? Uh, well, she showed up and she had some issues and she's worked through them, to be honest. She is the best teammate you'll ever find. She is so kind and 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 there for everyone. She's uh, she's our babushka of our team. She's always worrying about someone else. She's so unselfish and and selfless. And, and I love Taya. But again, 
there's no real secret to any of this. We're we're just doing our best. We're putting in the effort every day and and trying to hold the girls accountable when they need support. We support them. We get them whatever we need. But yet, like you said, Ty has come a long way and she's playing. We're all playing our best tennis right now, which is the most exciting part. I thought in the history of Crack Rackets podcast, I would be the only one to ever refer to Babushka. And I'm just thrilled that someone else has done that now. So yeah, you made my day. And (laughs) no, I mean, again, it does feel through everything that, you know, again, and there have been injuries and, you know, to some extent, we really just haven't seen the full six that you guys are now playing that frequently together this year. That said, you see this team every day. You feel like you guys have played your best match yet. Have you guys had that day where one through six, one through three doubles, everything clicks? Because I know it's May 11th, but I feel like you can make a case you haven't. Listen, honestly, I, I wouldn't say we have played a match where everything's clicking. We played that final at, uh, against Oklahoma in Big 12s where I felt like all six singles courts were going at it, fighting, clicking. There were no holes. No one was holding back. But we played quite a poor doubles point. And to, to Oklahoma's credit, they, they're they very strong in doubles and they played really well. But they kind of wiped, wiped the floor with us there. Six, two six one sets, I think it was. But... Yeah, I, I think our best match is still ahead of us here. Mm-hmm. And certainly it feels like, you know, again, everyone's going to need that best tennis down the home stretch with how yeah. good all of these teams are. You know, over the year, especially these last two years, you guys are the reigning back-to-back NCAA champions. I don't want to say that Howard has sold the first two months of the season in at the expense of peaking later in the year because I was there in 2021 and that Texas team was just as good in February as they were in May. But certainly last year and watching you guys from afar this year, it feels like you guys take an emphasis on pacing things and that, you know, again, every team wants to peak in May, but is there an emphasis to that? Like, uh, do you feel as though January, February, March, was that the approach, just trying to pace things? And as you sort of alluded to earlier, finding the right combinations, was that something you guys were dealing with? Yeah, I think to to start the year, the focus has always been to peak in May. Like you said, every team's trying to peak in May. So it's not like we're approaching those uh, January or February matches any more lax than we are in May, let's say. But yeah. To start the year, the girls know that we're trying to peak in May. Mm-hmm. And clearly, again, you guys are getting close to doing that. And I know, again, talent being equal across the board, trust is going to be so important amongst your team. I'm curious, what's the go-to off-court activity for this group? You know, practice is over, whatever it may be. What is this group doing to get after it in their free time? That's a good question. You know, I, we kind of let the girls – on their own with their free time, let them have a life outside of tennis. But I know that this group is close and they spend a lot of time together. I know they have a, I'm not sure what the song is, but they have a song that I heard them singing uh, their lungs out to before the match. They have like a little NCAA song that they rip it to. Uh, But yeah, it's a close knit group. Yeah, no. And again, it's reflected. You can see that certainly in uh, the way they compete for one another. And I mean, look, you're no stranger to this Pepperdine challenge either. I know it's your first year as the assistant, but you saw what they were last year. And I'm sure Howie has told you what that challenge was like when uh, this team knocked off Pepperdine in that 2021 NCAA final. What are your thoughts on that matchup? What's it going to take for your girls to get through? 
I think it's going to be a barn burner. It's a 50-50 match, and it's definitely not one you can look past. You know, like Pe- Pepperdine is, is here to play, and they're a tough team, and they're well-coached. I know that they're really strong at the top, one, two, three. I think they have three top 15 players, uh, and they have a great doubles point. I don't think Savannah's lost this year in singles, 20-0 and 0 or something like that, but we have Charlotte there. She'll give her a tough match. I think it's a 50-50 match. Anything can happen. But I think if we can squeeze that doubles point out, it's a big advantage for Texas. For you guys to have that super regional at home, how helpful has that been for this week in prep uh, in of preparation? Huge, huge. It's a it's it's a it's a huge advantage, especially in a 50-50 match like this. I honestly didn't think we'd get the eight seed uh leading up to it. I think we were nine or ten and uh, you know, one of the girls asked me any chance that we're going to slide into the eighth spot. And I said, no chance. And of course, the uh, NCA selection comes out and we're eight and coach is wrong and they're letting me know about it. So it's the right way to be wrong, though. Yes. Yeah. Predict- yeah, exactly. Happily be- wrong. Yeah. Happily wrong. Yeah. Were you are, I mean, again, I know it's early in the coaching career. Are you monitoring the rankings? Are you like are you doing the math on your own? No. Yeah, that's a, that's a howie job. No, that's no just one, not a thing. We're not doing the math. Interesting. Well, it's just yeah. irrelevant. Nah, I mean, we're following the rankings, but I can't say we're like doing the math. We didn't know we were going to be eight with the last uh, with the last release. I think there was a live ranking that Howard may have known, yeah. uh, but I, I sure didn't. Yeah, no, it's a pleasant surprise, as you yeah, alluded yeah, to. And, surprise. you know, in that theme, I know uh, what's been, you know, through this year and uh, for listeners that don't know the record, 23 and four big 12 tournament title. What's been the biggest surprise to you about this season? Um, Let's see. Uh, you know, I think the biggest surprise has been just how successful are the new faces have been like, it, you know, it's so hard coming into college tennis, especially if you're not American, you know, people are yelling in your face and you're kind of like, well, I kind of thought tennis was a country club sport. What's going on. Uh, but, but, you know, a lot of our success has been on the shoulders of new faces, transfers, Taya, uh, Rivkin, Kieran, big 12 player of the year, freshman of the year. Uh, it's been amazing to see how well they've done. That's been a surprise. Do you Not a surprise. To- Listen, <laughs> I know my girls are going to see this and say, you said it was a surprise. It wasn't a surprise, but you know, I'm happy to see it. Yeah, no, the best sort of surprise. Again, in the, the best, best way, sort of exceeded expectations would right, be right. yeah the better way of saying it. But you know that energy in college tennis, it is infectious. It's why I'm in love with the sport and continue to cover it the way I do. Do you have to rein in your enthusiasm going from player to coach? Because I've seen you coach, you get after it, and yet yeah. at the same time, do you feel like you're like, eh, I I got twenty percent that I'm leaving on the table now? No, I, I, I think I rip it pretty hard. Like you said, like I, I, I'm in it to win it with those girls and I want them to feel like I'm, I'm there with them, you know, like I'm not, I'm not hiding anything. I'm, I'm wearing my emotions on my sleeve. If I get too emotional, maybe probably I do freak them out sometimes, but you know, they've got someone who has their back. They know that. Is there anything that gets you more fired up than when you get a big Howie Texas? Like, yeah, he, he's, he's awesome, man. He lets it go too, you know? 
Yeah, no. Between that and no one gives a the Howie service hand signal. I haven't cracked the code yet, but the circle on the chest, something is going on there. Like that's the best. It's, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, that's his go. That's his go-to move. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I don't think that means anything. I think you're just doing that. Like, what are you scratching something? Like, what, <laughs> what, what's going on there? It's great to watch, but you know. I know you're locked in on your Texas group, and certainly you guys still have more tennis ahead. I'm curious, is there a team coach player outside of your group this year, men's or women's side, that has particularly impressed you? Listen, North Carolina and North Carolina State have been playing really well. They've been really impressive. Diana Schneider, she's been killing it. Fiona Crawley, they, she's also been killing it. They're well coached. Those two schools, uh, yeah, they, they've uh, stuck out from the rest a little bit this year. But, uh, yeah, we're all still in it and, and fighting for that number one spot. You think there's a clear-cut favorite or you think it's anyone's ball game? I think it's anyone's ball game here in May. I think there's too many good teams for there to be a clear-cut favorite. Everyone thought, you know, North Carolina, the undefeated team, uh, North Carolina State beat them in the finals of NCAAs. I really do think it's anyone's ball game here. Mm-hmm. Do you guys feel like you're – this might be a silly question. Do you feel the pressures of being a two-time defending champion? Like does does that wear on this group at all this year? Or because there are so many new faces, does it all feel pretty fresh? You know, I think because there are so many new faces that the team might not feel as much pressure compared to, let's say, if Kylie Payton, Zamaripas were still here, I think a little bit more pressure would be felt if the old faces that won the national championships were still there. But this new group does know that we've won it the last two years and and we're going for gold, you know? Yeah, that's half the fun. Well, you know, speaking of Payton, you spent a lot of time on her court last year uh, as her coach. And, you know, to see her in less than a year break the top 100 – I'm sure it doesn't surprise you either, but, you know, talk to me about her level, what that's like, and to see that happen so quickly, what that means. Um, to be honest, I'm not surprised at all. Uh, she is an extreme talent. She's a hardworking kid. And I I was telling everyone, anyone that would listen that Peyton's going to be a top 100 player. She was just she was just a little raw, you know? She, she had all the weapons, but there would be times where she would overplay and overhit and kind of beat herself. I knew it was just a matter of time and kind of like playing enough matches to where she would figure out how to build these points consistently. I mean, have you seen her forehand? Come on. Like she, 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 she is a top 50, top 20 talent. She has, she has more to go to her kick serve out wide. And then the first forehand, it's just like, yeah, that's a pro weapon. It's just like, yeah, that's- she's, she's, she's fantastic. She'll keep going. And she's a great kid with, with, with an awesome mom and dad. So she'll do good. Yeah, no, it's been so fun to watch her. Well, then my last question for you before I let you go. And again, I, I know you're focused on right now, this 2023 season. What are you look, looking most forward to first summer on the recruiting trail? Because I, I, I'm sure it's a fir, it's going to be the first full experience for you. Is yeah, there a yeah. Europe trip planned? What are you looking forward to? Yeah, I'm I'm going to the French Open. Okay. So I'm just I'm looking forward to learning. Uh, you know, I haven't done the recruiting, but I feel pretty comfortable uh, talking to different kinds of people. So I, I'm just excited to see how that goes. You know, Howard's helping me along the way. But uh, getting to know these kids, their coaches, uh, 
responding to some no's, not taking no for an answer. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, it's a huge learning curve. That's like the one thing about the job where I'm pretty, pretty still really raw at, you know, recruiting. How's your eye for talent? Like, that's got to be fun. Just as a tennis, I, I'm, I'm sorry to nerd out with you, but I got to ask, like, yeah. when you're watching the film now, is it a little different? Sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's totally different than uh, women's tennis is a different sport in itself. You know, you're looking for some different things too. not only just a, a great forehand backhand. How does the kid compete? How does the kid uh, respond? to losing three games in a row what kind of attitude is she bring in what type of person is she off the court a bunch of different variables go into it yeah i have no doubt you'll be good at all the interpersonal things the meeting of the parents to be like oh you're gonna go play with for justin like yeah go that's gonna be fine like we, we feel safe and you know trusting in those hands and well, again I, I appreciate your tolerance of all of my nonsense over the years i was really excited to hear when you were elevated to the assistant coaching job and again it's the beginning of what i assume will be a very long coaching career so justin appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today uh obviously looking forward to watching you and your team compete this weekend and hook them baby go horns thanks so much and hook them yeah for sure thank Hope all of you enjoyed this edition of our 2023 NCAA Sweet 16 Press Row. A massive thank you to every player and coach who participated in this series. We're all excited for the home stretch of the 2023 NCAA season. Hopefully these episodes help all of you feel more prepared for the impending action. Speaking of which, if you need to catch up on anything that's happened in this NCAA tournament, Tuesday, Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time, we'll have episodes of The Deciding Point recapping everything that happened to date. Of course, we'll also have coverage of the Sweet 16 Friday, Saturday on our Crack Rackets YouTube channel. We'll have coverage of the quarterfinals of the D1 event. We're also going to start to work in some D2, D3 coverage as well. So rest easy, college tennis fans. We have you covered with coverage of everything that'll happen down the stretch of this 2023 season. Of course, a shout out here at Crack Rackets to the man who makes all of that possible. Our super producer, Daniel Westoff, who has a f- of an editing job to do day in, day out. A shout out as well to our dear friends at Turna for their support. Turna Tough, best grip in the business. You can find it wherever you shop for your tennis supplies today. With all of that said, for our fantastic guest, our super producer, Daniel Westoff, our friends at Turna, and from all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You've been listening to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy. Talk to you all soon. Thanks, everyone.